0: Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the Village Marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello, and welcome. This is Peter Beckenham, the Village Marketer. And in this session, we're going to talk about creating your authority building article. Now, whilst listening to this, please make sure you have a copy with you of a handout called Peter's Authority Building Article, because I'm going to be referring to it quite often, okay? I really love this part of the training program, because the Authority Building Article is probably the most important part of your sales funnel. So let me just remind you why we need this article, okay? We're making a LinkedIn client attraction funnel. But you can also use what I shared with you today to create all sorts of content on any social media platform or even on your blog. But our major focus is creating a LinkedIn client attraction funnel. You're going to be reaching out to people to come into your LinkedIn ecosystem, right? And this particular article will be the key part of the process. I mean, you don't want to have conversations with everyone because if you did that, then you'd be wasting and spending so much time. You want to qualify and filter the people that come through your funnel so that you're only spending your time messaging and getting on the phone with people who are the right people qualified for you and who will be pre-sold by this article we're going to put together today. Make sense? So the authority building article really acts as an anchor in your sales funnel and it qualifies and filters the right people and the wrong people. In other words, it serves a really important purpose of repelling the wrong people and attracting the right people. And the reality is, your article is going to repel a lot of people because they are going to see the article and they're going to realise that you are not for them and they're not for you. But that is the whole point, right? This is a sales funnel. You don't want to engage with everyone, as I said before. You just want to engage with the right people who have been warmed up and ready to do business with you. I like to use the example of, let's say you're selling a house, right? The real estate agent will likely use a funnel of some sort. Let's say they put an ad in the local paper and the ad says you're having an open house. And after the open house, you're taking offers, okay? So the open house acts as a filter, right? The ad brings in the people, all sorts of people come and check out your open house, but only the people that are attracted to your house, when they walk through it, are the people that you really want to engage with and take office from. So in that example, the open house acts as a filter. And that's exactly what this article we're going to create together today is going to do too. It's going to act as a filter. Your open house repels the wrong people and attracts the right people and ensures that you are not wasting your time. You're not taking offers from the wrong people, right? So, as I mentioned, it's exactly the same as what we're doing here. We're using this authority article to filter out your leads. So please don't worry if, if it turns people off because they are the people who would never be your clients in the first place. And I also want to make a comment. What you're really doing here is creating one authority piece of content as an article. Yes, an article, because I believe that for 99% of the people, this is probably the best option. I mean, sure, some people would rather do a webinar or create a lead magnet or a free download or a video series or whatever it is. The reality is that the philosophy is all the same, whichever format you use, right? If you want to use a webinar, you really can use exactly the same scripts and methodology that I'm teaching you here. But really... The LinkedIn article is the best option for 99% of the people it's the most effective the most simple so I recommend you just stick with an article approach all right and this should be the content piece that anchors your whole sales funnel so let's get into it now why is this so effective well what I'm going to be teaching is a very specific way to create your content piece we're not doing a blog We're not teaching anything. We're going to create your authority content piece in a very specific way, if it's going to be as effective as possible. And I'm going to teach you that right now. So hang in there with me, because this could be a little longer than normal, but I want to make sure I get it clear to you. So why is this so effective? First, this is a framework that you can really use for all your interactions. You're going to be creating an article in a certain way. But you can use this same framework if you're having a one-on-one conversation or if you're going on stage and doing a talk or if you're messaging people. In other words, you can really use this same framework for all your interactions and communications. It's so great at building your authority and in pre-selling people that they go from cold to warm and are ready to work with you. And they're ready for you to actually convert them into paying clients. That's the objective and that's the whole purpose of this article. An article like this is so effective because it allows you to pack your years of authority building content into one piece of content. And a piece of content that doesn't take people hours to read. I mean, there are so many people out there that think that to become an authority, you need to do so many things. Like you need to be a podcaster, blogging, or create a book. Etc., etc., but that's because they don't have a very specific strategy. What they're doing is just throwing it on the wall and seeing what sticks. But if you use this specific strategy, literally you can accomplish authority building with just one properly done piece of authority based content. Just one, and so that's what I'm going to be teaching you. It really is the ultimate tool for attracting and pre selling your potential clients. And once we get into this lesson, you're really going to see what I mean by that, okay? And I know I'm laboring the point of fraction here, but I want to make sure you see how important this content creation piece is going to be for you. You'll see in this content that I use a three shifts model. Now, yours may have four shifts or five shifts. That's up to you. You can decide once we've gone through the whole framework. But the shifts are really those things, they're mindset things that you take people through. And this process will differentiate you from all your competitors. And by the way, in your content piece, you are not teaching. You're not creating a content piece that's going to teach people how to do something. Because that's just a band-aid approach. We want to avoid that. We don't want to give up band-aids. You're not serving your clients when you give them band-aids because band-aids fall off, right? And the problem is still going to be there. You really want to serve them by leading them to a solution that they really, really need. And that's what this article approach is going to do. In other words, what you want to do with this article is you want to make it clear to your prospect that they have a problem. You want to make it clear to them that you understand their problem. You want to make it clear to them that you appreciate their problem. You want to make it clear to them that the cost of not solving that problem is severe. And you want to let them know that they need to fix that problem and that you are uniquely positioned to be the best solution to fix that problem for them. So in this article, you're going to be talking about the shifts that they need to make and what changes in their beliefs are required. It's not about teaching time. If you teach, your funnel will not work because people won't need you, right? You've already given them the solution. I mean, if you just give out free advice in your article, people are not going to want to pay you because you're giving it out for free. So you want to shift their mindset to get them warmed up and make them really ready to book a call with you and want to work with you. And the idea of taking them through these mindset changes is to disturb them emotionally. And that's what we're going to do. And when you do it this way, it actually makes the phone call much easier to convert them into a paying client. This is why you want to convince your readers that number one, that they need to do something about their problem. Number two, that you have the best solution for their problem. And number three, that the way others are doing it is misguided. And I'm going to get into that and explain what I mean by that in a little later in the session, right? But you're going to disqualify all your competition. That's what I'm going to give you. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm going to be using an example of mine to help you see what it's all about. I mean, I have a sales coaching business and I help entrepreneurs increase their sales revenues by using stress-free approaches to selling. Okay? So I was using this same funnel to promote that coaching offer. And I was using an authority building LinkedIn article for that purpose. I'm going to give you this exact template so you can copy the words. I don't mind if you do that. You just really can take it apart, add in and edit what doesn't make sense for you and add in what does make sense for you. All right. So make sure you've got a copy of my article with you there. That's previous authority building article. Okay this is what i was using to build my sales coaching business now of course the first thing you see is the title right but i actually want to talk about the title last because it'll make more sense once we've gone through everything that's in this particular program the first key point is that the article is structured in a very specific way the first part is who is this article for now, I recommend breaking your article into headings like this so it's easier to read. And then it's not so daunting to get into because it's broken up into small parts and the reader knows what they're getting because they can see the headlines. Okay? And of course, a little later I'll talk about adding images in as well to further break up the text. Okay, so this first section is who is this article for? And really what you want to do is describe your dream client. Describe who they are so that you're connecting with the right people. Because as I said before, you don't want to connect with the wrong people because they will just waste your time. You want to make it very, very clear who you want to work with. This is where you describe in detail and specifically who your dream client is. And this will have the effect of connecting with the right people because the more narrow you get in your target audience, the better you're going to connect with those people. And they're going to want to read the article because they know this is written for them. And you can probably help them as well, right? So in this section of your dream client, what you're doing is you're sharing your heaven factors. Next, after you talk about who this article is for, you'll then describe your dream client in terms of the outcomes for them. Right. The outcomes. This is your heaven factors that this potential client will have when they work with you. So in my case, for example, this is for entrepreneurs, coaches and service providers who want to grow their business by building valued relationships with prospects, establishing themselves as an authority figure, increasing their sales revenues and making more money. So what I've done here is isolated my dream client and I've talked about the outcome that they get, okay? And in particular, making more money, right? By increasing sales revenues. Now, I'll probably mention this more than once, but during this article, you're going to be introducing the heaven and the hell factors you put together because we're taking these readers on an emotional journey, all right? Now, the next section is what will you learn? And yes, now what you're going to be doing in the next few sections is you're going to be going back and forth between pleasure and pain, between heaven and hell. And the reason you do this is because it accomplishes a few very powerful things. Firstly, it holds people's attention because people are motivated by pleasure and pain, especially those who are drawn to the article because they're really good potential clients for you. And it also prevents this stuff from really getting dry and boring, right? Now, there's something you need to remember as you're going through this article creation process and as you're going through your sales funnel, creating content and even creating messages. And that is that the sale happens in the primitive or the emotional part of the brain. People don't buy things with the logical front part of their brain. They really don't. So the decision for someone to want to book a call with you and the decision for someone to ultimately buy from you and become a customer of yours okay, will be based on an emotional decision. So yes, you need to constantly be tapping into their emotions. Just keep that in mind. What you're doing is you're going between heaven and hell, as I said. This applies in all your messaging as well. When you go back and forth between heaven and hell, you are taking them on an emotional journey. You're touching emotional triggers and those emotional triggers are what is going to get your clients to make decisions, whether it's booking a call with you or ultimately becoming a client of yours. So in this section of the article, what you will learn, this is really painting a picture of heaven for them. Okay, You are telling them that what they're going to get from this article is all the amazing things that they want. So take the heaven outcomes you created previously and just give it to them here. Things like you're gonna be seen as an authority in your space. You can stand out. You're gonna show that you're authentic and you can really connect with your audience so that your clients will find you, okay? You can see some examples in my article, like how to accelerate your income so that you can make as much in one month as you normally make in one year. Or how to be authentic confident and highly engaging during your consultations, instead of being nervous, pushy or salesy. Or how to get amazing opportunities like speaking gigs, earning higher fees, joint ventures, etc. These are all things that people really, really want in my niche. Not just anyone, but my dream clients, right? So you're putting all the work you did in creating your hell and heaven factors into all your messaging and this article just go back to your two lists that you made and grab them from there. This helps putting the article together a lot easier for you. And that's why I gave you that exercise prior to doing this. So in the section of what you will learn, you just really outline the amazing things that your clients want. All right. Now the next section is called the big promise and the big promise is really tying back to the title. So you're really just saying that I'm going to be giving you in this article the big amazing outcome benefit that you want, okay? I mean, for example, in my case, my promise to you is that you're going to get a step-by-step strategy for expanding your business and income by building your authority, credibility, and visibility using the power of a stress-free approach to sales. Make sense? In other words, you're providing a one sentence promise to your article readers and what this does, it opens up the loop of reciprocity, which I spoke about in the previous training session to you about effective communications. So your promise opens up the loop and you're going to close this loop at the end of the article. But basically you're saying what you're going to give them. okay, and you're opening up a loop of trust. And if you can actually deliver that in the article you can close the loop of trust and that closes the loop of reciprocity as well this is a powerful principle of communication and marketing right so the process in this particular article will take people through that loop opening and closing procedure i hope i'm making sense but as you see the examples it'll make more sense as we go through this now see the line here Before we get into the good stuff, let me just check in with you and see where you're at. okay? I mean, you could probably just copy and paste that into your article as it's pretty generic and would apply to everybody. Now, the next section is, does this sound like you? And what you're doing here is you're going to be asking some very powerful questions that connect them to the pain that they're in and the pain of staying where they are. okay? What you're doing is you're vividly describing the reality of their situation. This is where your health factors come in. You're using specific and high quality questions that demonstrate that you deeply understand their problem. And this has the effect of setting you up as a uniquely positioned person to help them out with their problems. You see, when you can show these people that you understand them, that you appreciate them, then it uniquely positions you as a person that's logically there to help them. So go back to your hell factors, and that's where these apply in this article. Because you're talking about the hell that they're currently in, right? So the previous section was the heaven, and now you're going through the hell. And you're making them sit in that pain. You're making them feel that pain. But these questions need to be good. They need to be powerful. You need to go there. The more you can make the prospects look at themselves honestly in the mirror, the more you can make your prospects feel that pain of not solving the problem and that you can help them with their pain, then the more likely they're going to end up ultimately working with you. Okay. So your hell factors need to be framed as questions, not just statements. They need to be framed as questions because questions are what triggers the brain. Statements don't trigger the brain as effectively as questions. I mean, it's all about stacking emotional triggers. It's all about demonstrating that you know and really understand and appreciate what they're going through right now. I like using words like, do you secretly wish? Do you envy? Or deep down? Are you frustrated? I mean, these are really good trigger words that really trigger emotions as well, okay? And using words like these, just stack the pain for them. You've got to make them sit in their pain, feel their pain, appreciate their pain and know that you understand their pain. Because the more you can do that, the more they realize, my goodness, you really know where they're coming from. I mean, for example, one of the health factors I say is, do you feel that right now there's just this invisible ceiling on your potential and you don't know how to bust through it? You can see the examples in my particular article there and if any of those apply to your business by all means use them okay just edit them to make it appropriate and effective for your particular business then next just copy and paste the following into your article well if any of that sounds like you then I have good news for you none of these things are the real problem they are just the symptoms please use that uh, little paragraph, right, because it's very important. Oh, let me say it again to to make sure you've got it. Well, if any of that sounds like you, then I have good news for you. None of those things are the real problems. They are just the symptoms. Now, this is really, really important and very effective because what we're doing here is we're reframing their problems. Yes, we're reframing them. I and mean, when you've outlined the problems they have in question format, Okay, and you got them from your health factors and then you're reframing it. In other words, these are now not the actual problems they thought they had at all. They're just the symptoms. Okay, and by reframing your health factors into questions like this and then saying these are just symptoms. This is showing that they may have an even deeper problem that the prospects have not even thought about yet. And once again, this is going to differentiate you. That, does that make sense? There's a very specific reason why we do this. The reason why we reframe the problem is that it takes all of our competitors' solutions and turns them into band-aids. right? It shows that your competitors are not actually solving the real problem, and that makes them irrelevant. It makes you stand out above them. It makes you uniquely positioned to help them because you are basically saying that the competition doesn't really get it. Therefore, they should work with you. Make sense? So in actual fact, the real problem is that they haven't made what I call the shifts. So just copy that line I mentioned right into your own article. Once you make the shifts, what you're doing here is you are future pacing. In other words, what is life going to be like once they've solved their problems? That is the future pacing. What is life going to be like once they have worked with you, in other words? right? Your heaven factors. But you make these heaven factors stand out by turning your hell factors into those questions I mentioned to you, right? Because it really makes it so much more powerful to position them and you together. The more vivid you can make this, the more and more that you can actually help them imagine themselves in the future place as well, right? In other words, you've taken them through where they are right now then you're sharing with them what happens when they work with you this is the future pace right and this gets them thinking about wow how amazing their life can be and it all centered on their outcomes of working with you so please keep this in mind focus all of this language on the outcome and the heaven factors once you've really disturbed them from the hell questions that you got from the hell factors you put together So you can now start to see that once again, you're going back to your lists of heaven and hell. And when your article started with heaven factors, then you took them into the hell factors. And now you're back into the heaven factors. And as I said before, you're simply taking them on an emotional journey. okay? and with the second visit to your heaven factors, you are closing things off with a one liner. Like, for example, in mine you'll see that the invisible ceiling that you thought was there blocking you from your potential has been destroyed. And you'll use your new approach to catapult your income whilst helping people on a scale you never thought possible. Right? That is the one-line heaven factor that closes things off. So what you've done up until this point is really connect with your dream client, really connect with your prospects, and really show them that you're an authority, totally authentic and you understand them and that's why it's a good time to lead in the next section which is who am I because at this point you've already proven yourself to be an authority right so now you don't need to use the who am I section to build authority this should be just a really short section that introduces yourself as I mentioned it's not about building your authority don't to brag about yourself because you've done that with your content already You've shown them how good you are. Your who am I section is just really a few bullet points. We're not talking about your life story here, right? People don't really care about your life story anyway. So just use this section to introduce yourself. Not sell yourself. And if you're new at what you're doing, don't stress about it, okay? Just put a few things in there that best sells your best attributes. And that's all you have to do. Don't really stress about this section at all, okay? Now, following the who am I, next comes the core content part of your article. We're getting into the part of the article where we're talking about the three shifts in my case, or it could be four shifts in your case, or five shifts, whichever way you want. Okay, And this is the core content. So there's a little bit of blurb you're going to put in there, which is how you discovered these shifts. And this is like showing how you came to this point. It's almost like an epiphany, right? So, as you can see in my article, you say something like, "Let me take a second to tell you how I discovered these three ships or four ships or what five ships, whatever you've got right, and again, you could probably take this language right out of my article and put it into your own article itself and really, if you want to, this is the part that you also can copy and paste things like." conventional practices lead to conventional results, which means that extraordinary results require doing things differently. You can copy and paste that and put that in your own article because what you're really saying to them is everything that everyone else has been telling you is wrong. You should listen to me. And then you are saying there are three or maybe for you it's four or five key shifts that they must be able to undertake. And then you insert the outcome that they want to get if they take these shifts, right? Then you're going to say, I'm going to take you through these three or four or five shifts right now. This is the key part of your article. And there are some key principles for how you put these shifts together. The first principle is that the shifts need to be disruptive and needs to be stuff that they haven't heard before. Needs to be something that challenges them. I mean, your core content has to be different. If they've heard it before, they're just going to tune out, right? So the question to ask yourself is, what are the other experts saying? And how was that misguided? Or how can you do the opposite? Don't just repeat conventional wisdom, as I mentioned, okay? Because otherwise, these people wouldn't have the problem. I mean, if all you have to offer is the same old, same old conventional wisdom, then it's not going to help them. You want to set yourself apart and say something different, something challenging that grabs their attention. So a question to ask yourself is, what does everyone else believe in and why is that wrong? What what can you do that's different to everybody else? What can you offer that changes people's thinking? What can you do that differentiates you from everyone else? I mean, for example, what if you did the opposite of what everyone else was doing? Again, you can use my examples and use take them and copy and paste and edit if you wish, okay? But I want you to bust the myths that are standing in the way of your clients' outcomes, okay? I mean to help a bit more. For example, conventional wisdom might state that a successful business partnership requires compromise. So a good shift would be to stop compromising with your business partner, okay? Because that makes you different. You're not giving them the same old, same old. You're telling them something that goes against conventional wisdom. And that's not only going to get their attention, but it's also going to keep them engaged. It's going to keep them reading your article and getting to the end, which is really what we're all about. We want to keep them reading your article. And remember, you're not teaching here because you want to just shift their beliefs without giving any band-aids. In other words, you want to shift their beliefs without giving them the answer. Because if you give them the answer, as I said before, then they're going to want to call you. And they don't want to call you because you've already given them the solution, right? But you almost want to dangle the answer in part, right? You know, shift their mindset and then dangle the answer and say, if you want the answer, let's get on the phone, all right? But we'll talk about this later on. So when you do it this way, This is going to make them want to work with you even more. I hope you can see where I'm coming from. Now, the second principle is that the shifts need to add up to the outcome that your clients want. If your clients put together these shifts, it should equal the key outcome they're looking for. Now, of course, the key shifts are just a broad overview of how to get there. You're not giving them what they need to get there, but you are showing them the steps. And you're not giving them the how either. You are simply grabbing and keeping their attention and positioning yourself as the go-to person they've been looking for. And the third principle to keep in mind for your shifts is that they need to be simple. Your shifts need to be simple to understand. Because remember, we're trying to connect with the emotional part of their brain, not the logical part of their brain. So explain your shifts almost as if an eight-year-old can understand them. And by the way, the version of my article you're seeing has not had the images added. It's it's the raw version I've given to you, right? Because I wanted to see where I came from before I published it. And speaking of images, don't forget to use a photo of yourself in the Who Am I section of the article, okay? And you'll see in my particular article where I've got the suggestions of where you add a particular image, right? And you just simply go to a place like Pexel.com, okay, P-E-X-E-L.com and find an image that's somewhat appropriate. They're copyright free. You can use them anywhere. And when you use your photo in the Who Am I section, it just breaks up a little bit more and it gives a bit more personal touch, okay? It makes it easier to read as well. And I know you probably appreciate this already, but subheadings and images break up your text and make it so much more attractive, okay, for people to continue reading because that's what you want. You don't want people to start reading and finish you want to keep them involved you want to keep them engaged so you've got to make it as easy as possible to get them to where you want to take them so with that in mind don't add in anything that's going to distract them i mean for example i wouldn't put in a youtube video or anything that's going to take them away from what you're doing don't distract them too much just add some flair with some images okay Now, this core content section where you give the shifts that need to happen for the prospect, it doesn't need to be long and in-depth. Now, mine is a bit too long, and I've edited it again before I published it. Keep it short and sweet, but take some ideas from what my article has and edit them for your own business. Actually, bullet points is all you basically need. And the quicker you can get through this stuff, the more you are serving your clients. The shifts are the the mindset factors. If you take too long in getting through them, you could lose the person's interest, right? And by the way, also add a case study in one of your shifts. And when you can lean on your case studies to clarify the shift. But be careful, there's a wrong way to do it and there's a right way to do it. The wrong way to use um, case studies is to simply do a self-serving straight endorsement or a testimonial. Something like, i'm awesome therefore you should work with me blah 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 right that's not what you want to do you want to use the case study to reinforce the point that you just made in other words use the case study as a slightly teachable moment that brings to life one of the shifts that you were talking about now if you don't have a case study don't stress about it okay if you don't have one then You could simply use a general one. I mean, for example, I could have added a case study here of another sales coach who has accomplished great things with their clients just to make the point about getting professional help. That's in my third shift, by the way. So you wouldn't be lying and you wouldn't say you'd done it, but rather you'd be using that example to simply highlight the outcome of the shift. Does that make sense? So if you don't have a case study, then get creative. Use Google, okay? And maybe just use a third-party case study. What you're trying to do is to show why the shift is important. But once you get your case studies, please, please definitely lean on them because it's very important. And in putting your shifts together, whether you have three or four or five, okay, here are some tips about how to make them the most effective possible. Number one is to take a stand. As I said before, whatever you're saying, be disruptive to start with. That grabs their attention. Stand for something. If you stand for nothing, then you're really going to offer nothing. And remember, if you take a stand, you may repel people, but these are the wrong people for you anyway, because it will connect with the right people. Remember, this article is a filter. Shift number two is where you start to change their internal beliefs about what's possible. If you had more than three shifts, then number three would be to start to give them the solution. Just start. Don't give them the total solution. Shift number four is you give them a little bit more of the solution. right? You just dangle a little bit more out without telling them the how. And then the last shift is always invest in professional help. Now, what you're doing in your final shift okay, is you are reframing the cost of not getting help. So you're making the cost or the investment to get help seem like a no-brainer. Okay, so you use whatever number of shifts you want, but when you get to the last one, whether it's number three or number four or number five, investing in professional help, please make sure you can almost copy what I've got there. Hopefully this makes sense. Now the next section in your article is, in this article, I promised, okay? You can literally copy what you've said in the beginning of the article, if you wish. You can pretty much copy and paste it. You're just doing a recap. But what you're doing here, and I mentioned the law of reciprocity in one of my other sessions, right? What you're doing here is you're showing them that you gave them what you said you were going to give them. You are closing the loop of reciprocity. And therefore, you are building trust, whether it's subconscious or conscious, I don't really know but you are closing the loop of reciprocity and they're going to trust you more and give you more chance of working with them. Okay. So once again, take whatever lines you want and copy and paste it for your own. I mean these three or four or five shifts alone are enough to propel your business income and then add whatever the outcome is you offer. Now the next section is also very important. Now you have a choice. And once again, you can pretty much copy it from mine if you want, as best as that makes sense to you. But what you're doing in this section now is that you are laying out the nightmare and you're laying out the dream. And yes, once again, you're going between heaven and hell, or the hell and the heaven. And you can really take this wording from the previous section of your article, okay? But what you're saying now is you have a choice. You can either take all the information I've given you and you can forget all about it, You can keep using the same marketing tactics or the same sales tactics or the same communication tactics, whatever it is you do. So what you're doing is you can either keep living in that hell or if you want, you can live in the dream, in the heaven, okay? So now you know why I asked you to spend time on the heaven and hell factors, right? You can see the emotional journey we're taking people on. And at this point, this is where you offer your help. How can I help you, right? And you can use my wording, if you like, but it depends on what availability you want. I have set aside some time in the next 48 hours, for example, to speak to you personally about how you can apply these ideas to get whatever the outcome is they want. So this is really where you are basically giving your offer. This is a call to action, but it's placed in the form of value. You see, by this point in the article, people are going to be really wanting to work with you. They're going, to, they're pre-sold. They're primed. They're going to be booking a call on your calendar. Quite excited about the thing because of the emotional journey and the understanding and appreciation you shared with them. Now, one thing I put in here is the next 48 hours. I mean, you can set up your calendar so it only takes bookings for the next 48 hours or 72 hours or whatever you want to do. But I suggest that you don't allow people to make bookings like two weeks or three weeks in advance because they're going to have forgotten about what they just read on your article. They will lose the sting. They will lose the incentive. You want to get them when they're still hot, in other words. And this gets back to the idea we spoke about, scarcity and qualifying them. You want to let them know that this opportunity is only really guaranteed for the next, say, 48 hours. And that's going to get them to act take action right and again you can take this next bit of language and copy and paste it if you like whatever your biggest challenges are when it comes to getting whatever the outcome is I'm sure you I've seen it and I can help you so just take that particular line copy and paste it and put it into your article just make sure that the outcome you put in there relates to yours not mine then you're going to say what's going to happen next I mean, I'm suggesting, but you can change this any way you want. For example, you get on the phone for, say, 45 minutes. And on this session, I will work with you to create a step-by-step game plan. Right? Remember, you're only creating a game plan. And I'll help you how to put together a game plan for what you're doing. You're not telling them what to do or how to do it. You're simply creating an outline that they can adopt. Right? That's what you do in a 45-minute strategy call. And then basically, if they want to execute that game plan, then they have to work with you, right? Now, the cost, let them know that the cost is absolutely free for this strategy call. But there is a catch. This free call is not designed for everybody, okay? Again, you're putting a filter in place. This is very important because it's all about qualifying. It's all about scarcity. It's about repelling the wrong people and attracting the right people. When you make it clear in your article that you don't want to work with the wrong people, the right people are going to want to work with you even more. In other words, as I've said before, you're going to connect with the right people and you're going to repel the wrong people. So really, for this opportunity, clearly state who this call is for. This is your chance to qualify them. You don't want to be taking calls with people who are not your ideal clients, right? So make sure you're really clear about it. Be very clear as to who your dream clients are and also be clear about what they should want. For example, they must be interested in growing their business. You must hold yourself to the highest standards of integrity. I mean, on the call, if you have me a call with someone and they start to kick tires with you, right? You say, hey, listen, I don't understand you. I made it very clear that this call is just for people that are interested in growing your business. And it sounds like you're not interested in growing your business. So what's going on here? Now, you can avoid that conversation by making it extremely clear in your article who you want to talk to and who this offer is really for. So you're qualifying them and you're setting the parameters for the call, okay? It's very important. I mean, it's almost subconscious. But do it to be very clear as to who you want to work with and what particular characteristics they must have if they want to move forward with you, all right? Now, the next section is, why am I doing all this right now? Because you know as well as me that people are sceptical when you're offering something apparently of great value for free. And they're probably thinking, hey, why are you giving me this free call? So be upfront about it. Be transparent about it and address it. And you need to address it because this limiting thought is in their mind. They're thinking, what's the catch, all right? So confront it and deal with it. So why am I doing this? Use mine, if you like. Copy and paste it and edit it, whatever you want, for example, because I love giving back. I love helping people turn their value knowledge into something they can sell, etc. etc. And I do this because I love helping people to get whatever the outcome you deliver to your clients, right? Then the next point is also important and it makes you transparent, upfront and honest. And what you say, and you can almost use this word for word. Plus, I know that you might want my help to get the whatever the outcome is so we can discuss it and see if it's a good fit for both of us. If not, that's fine, too. So you're introducing the fact that they may be offered an opportunity to work with you. Right. And you're saying, look, I'm going to help you create a step by step plan. And I do that because I just love helping people. And if it makes sense that we should work together and you want my help to get that outcome, then we can discuss that as well. But there's no obligation. This is the free call, so don't worry about it. In other words, if that's you, then book a call right now. And that's where you put your booking link. And by the way, you probably noticed earlier in the article, I had another booking link. That's for people who are not prepared to read the whole article. But you've gone through the hell and heaven factors to start with, and you've raised their interest. That's the only reason I put an earlier link in there. OK, so you're going to give them a link to easily book a spot on your calendar. And then once again, you're going to create a little bit of scarcity by saying spaces are limited. Sign up now. I promise you this will be the best 45 minutes you've spent working on your business in a very long time. OK, there it is. That's the ultimate authority building article. Now, you can see how you did not teach people, right? You just shifted their mindset. You attracted them. You pre sold them, you qualified them, you disturbed them, and by following this approach, you make them want to get on the phone with you. You've positioned yourself as the absolute perfect person to help them get out of their pain, get out of their hell that they're currently in, and into the pleasure, into the heaven that they want to be in, okay? This article, when done properly, when done the way that I've described to you, is very, very powerful and very, very effective. All right, let's move to the final bit, your article title. Now you've gone through the whole article building process, this part is gonna make a bit more sense. Check out the title of my article. The three-step strategy, right, I'm using three shifts, right, you might have four or five. The three-step strategy my clients use to become an authority figure and double their sales revenues by implementing a stress-free sales approach, even if they hate sales. Okay, so that's a title. It's a little long, but in LinkedIn, that's fine. Okay, and I'm going to explain to you why I've chosen that title and the parts right now. I mean, a good title has three key elements. First, it needs to be newsworthy, so it needs to imply that something has occurred or taken place. All right, second, it needs to be specific, amazing, intangible. Remember from your effective communication session. So your title needs to refer to a specific outcome, and it has to have a curiosity hook. If it has a curiosity hook, it's going to be much more likely that people are going to read it. There needs to be something different about it, because that will intrigue the reader to want to read it and spend a few minutes of their busy day consuming your content. I mean, the three-step strategy is an example of the fact that people love lists, right? Like three steps or seven secrets or whatever, right? They wonder because it's finite, right? It's like a recipe. So if you're saying, here here is a recipe, all you need is five steps that inspires curiosity. Now, the next part is stating that my clients use this three-step strategy to become an absolute authority in their niche and double their sales revenues by implementing stress-free sales approach, all right? By just saying the three-step strategy you could use, this could be just theory or hypothetical. But if you say my clients use it, then it implies that it's already happened. That's already proven and that it's newsworthy. Okay. And I'm also saying that it's specific, right? They're going to double their sales results by implementing a stress-free approach. That's very specific. Okay. Then finally, the curiosity statement that grabs their attention. And mine is even if they hate sales. So I hope I've explained this clearly. You can take this formula for creating the most powerful title. That's really going to connect with your target audience. Okay. And remember the more specific you can make the outcome, the better it will perform, make it specific. Now I appreciate just taking a long time to go through the framework and some wording for your article, but I've really tried to teach you and it might seem like the article is really long, but when you put it together, it's not too long, but it's extremely powerful. And someone can read this in just maybe five or six minutes, okay? So there you go. I hope you have enjoyed that and you found it useful. Thanks for hanging there with me because I know it's been a long session. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Dinner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.